Gideon George will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the 6-5 BYU Cougars return home. It's been a while to face the Western Oregon Wolves. Not only is BYU back home, they return home with a win over a ranked team. The Cougars snapped their two-game losing streak by knocking off number 21 Creighton 83-80 last Saturday night in Las Vegas. It was an interesting game for sure. With the Blue Jays coming out hot from three and then BYU settling down and actually leading at the break by four points. The second half was where things got really bizarre, with Creighton going ice cold for over seven minutes and BYU taking advantage of that moment to lead by 11 points with 3.26 left. That's when things got weird. Creighton implemented a full-court press that BYU just could not handle. The Cougars turned the ball over six times, and the Blue Jays went on a 12-0 run to actually lead the ball game 80-79. Thankfully, freshman Dallin Hall, who already has a knack for game-winning shots, went strong to the hoop, missed a shot, but followed it up for the putback, and BYU regained the lead 81-79. Creighton uh, would not score, or excuse me, 81-80. to 80. Creighton would not score again. Hall would add two free throws, and BYU left Las Vegas with a much-needed shot of confidence and ready to take that momentum into tonight's matchup with Western Oregon. Now, the Wolves come into tonight's matchup having lost two in a row. Most recently, that is a home loss to Cal Poly Humboldt. In case you're wondering where Western Oregon is located, and I'm not just talking about the western side of Oregon, the D2 school is in Monmouth, Oregon, which is just north of Corvallis. So if you know where these, how things are situated in the state of Oregon, kind of gives you an idea of where the Wolves are located. Cameron Cranston is one of four players to average double figures in scoring for Western Oregon. The senior from Vancouver, Washington right now, averaging a team-high 15 points Per game. In case you were wondering, the Cougars 3-0 all-time against the Wolves, but these two programs have not faced each other since back in 2009. All right, back to the win over Creighton. One of the very important pieces of that victory uh, was Rudy Williams. His play was phenomenal. He scored a season-high 26 points in the win over the Blue Jays. He was brilliant in that game. I talked with Rudy after practice this week. Here's our conversation. All right, Rudy, I was told you were willing to do this interview, but only if we talked about video games. Is that accurate? Um, That's a lie. I don't know what Tyson's talking about. (laughs) Next question. Ooh, next question. Very impressive. I like it. So you you don't want to talk about video games at all? I'm not really too big on video games. That was just 100% a joke. (laughs) Okay. I do other things in my spare time. Okay, speaking of then, what do you do in your spare time? When you're not playing, when you're not hooping, what are you doing? Um, I like to watch YouTube a lot, and then I like to talk to family and friends back home. It's very nice. It's very uh, keeping the family close, catching up. That's always uh, it's always an important thing to do when you're this far away, right? Yes, sir. You know, I like to think I live a nice little normal life, adult life, and you know, it keeps me out of trouble and keeps my head on right. 
All right, let's go back to the game in Vegas against Creighton. How badly did you guys need that outcome? Uh, that game was very much needed because, you know, uh, the week previously we dropped, you know, we dropped UVU, we dropped South Dakota, and, you know, spirits were pretty low at the time. So uh, we just needed it to dig ourselves out of that hole. So I'm glad we got that win. What do you feel was different in that game? Because there were some of the same things that had plagued you in the losses. This time you were able to overcome them. What do you think was the difference in that? Uh, I feel like we didn't let the things that got us in the losses defeat us. You know, despite us not making shots because we won the game, but we didn't make shots versus Creighton. We still were resilient. We still rebounded like Coach asked us to, and we still guarded our butts off. So, you know, I feel like since we weren't making shots, we didn't let that defeat us this time. I know how the fans felt. I know how all of us watching the game felt in that last three and a half minutes where you guys went through the six straight turnovers. What was that like to be on the floor during that? Um, It was a little frustrating because, you know, I feel like if we would have just took care of business in that regard, we would have probably put them away in a less exciting fashion. And, you know, we'd probably been more safer with the win. Um, I think we were up 11 or 10 in those last uh, three minutes, the last media timeout. And um, unfortunately, we just didn't execute those final four minutes the way we really wanted to. And, you know, we just kind of made the game a little bit harder for ourselves than we probably wanted. So we'll get better than that. Everything really worked for you personally. You had a phenomenal game. One of the things that I loved, and we've seen this from you throughout the season, but it was on full display against Creighton. And it's your ability to break guys down off the dribble and really drive strong to the rim. Was that a conscious effort to do that or was that what the defense was giving? Because it absolutely killed Creighton. Um, it was a conscious effort, you know, when for the prep week and the scout, we've kind of just dissected their defense and figured out how we would score. We knew how they played ball screen coverages and all that. So we were just really prepared, you know, so shout out to the coaches for that. Coach Robson, he did a good job on the scout and he got us really prepared and we knew where to attack them. The whole point of getting the win is to still learn from it and then use it to get better the next game. How do you guys plan on taking that win over Creighton and bringing it into this week where you have two games starting with Western Oregon? Uh, I feel like we just got to keep on moving in the in the positive directions. You know, got to keep going up. We can't look back. Guys can't get complacent over just one win. You know, it's over with. It's done. And uh, we got to keep building on that. You know, that was just one building block, and we're trying to build a big house. So I feel like we just got to keep using that to get better in the next game and the next game after that. So, What do you know about Western Oregon? Uh, they have talented individual players. Um, they, besides one guy, they're all pretty respectable shooters. So we're going to have to guard our own yard. We're going to have to have a lot of talk defensively, and guys are all going to have to be in the right spots to limit you know, their offensive ability. With Utah coming up on Saturday, have you guys had to be reminded that this is sort of the epitome of a, of a trap game and to make sure you're keeping your focus here and not looking ahead to Saturday? Uh, yes, 100%. You know, like, like I said earlier, we're kind of just going one day at a time, one game at a time, and uh, that's how we're going to be moving forward the rest of the year. So not only is this a pretty busy week and we're getting near the holidays, it's also finals week. How are finals going for you right now? Uh, finals have been going well. I took one last night. Um, I passed it with like a high B. You know, I'm praying the teacher bumps it up to an A. It was like an 89.26 or something like that. So hopefully that gets me up. What uh, final was it? What class? Uh, it was an athletic tra- athletic exercise class, something like that. Look, based off of your performance, you should get a little extra credit on there maybe. Uh, I don't think that's how things work here. Um, you know, they, they kind of don't care, you know. A- academics come first, and um, that's also a priority for me right now. All right, so what, what finals do you still have the rest of this week then? Uh... I got to look at my schedule, but I know I have two left, so I don't know which ones are in order, but I know I have a week left, and, you know, it's it's a crazy juggle right now of just, you know, trying to focus on basketball, these two big games, and academics as well, but, you know, that's what 
everyone's about, so I'm going to do it too. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you this, and we'll wrap it up with this. You've been in collegiate athletics for, for a while. How hard was that part of what you just talked about in terms of, you know, you're going out and you want to get ready for games, and there's the athletic side of it, but then there's the student side of it, and then you have to find a balance to where both are served equally. How long did it take you to kind of feel comfortable doing that? Uh, I'd probably say it took my first two years of college because my first, my freshman year of college, I was a mess with academics. You know, I can look myself in the mirror and admit that. And then second year, I kind of learned from it, but I still wasn't too great. But after I said by year three, I kind of figured it out and, you know, just figured out how to juggle both academics and athletics at a high level. And, uh, you know, obviously we have a good support staff around us. We have tutors. We got mentors, coaches, and everybody keeping us accountable and making sure we're in the gym. But, you know, coaches cutting practice short so guys can get back to their studies. So, you know, it takes a village. Rudy, appreciate the time. Uh, Congratulations on such a great win over Creighton. That was a lot of fun. Excited to see how the team uh, pushes forward here uh, this week, uh, starting with Western Oregon. Thanks for the time. Thanks, boss. Appreciate you. All right, that was Rudy Williams, and he really has been playing very well coming off the bench over the last couple of games, obviously. Started the season as as the starting guard, and Coach Pope has talked about how he was going to, you know, have some changes and, and look at different lineups and whatnot. But, you know, over the last couple of games, Rudy's been coming off the bench and is coming off his best performance clearly uh, in a BYU uniform and that win over Creighton. His, uh, and we talked about it. I, I, I think that his one of his greatest skills is his ability to to drive to the rim and you know we've seen that whether he's whether he scores whether the defense you know fouls him putting pressure on the defense by going strong to the rim has proven to uh, to be very positive not just for Rudy Williams but for the BYU Cougars as well always good to hear from Rudy and appreciate his time all right coming up next we'll head over to the Marriott Center time for our courtside conversation Mark Durant will join me on the other side Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars at home tonight hosting the Wolves of Western Oregon. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, This news coming across uh, the old Twitter feed, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, who you'll hear coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, got done speaking with head coach Mark Pope for their pregame interview that you will hear at 35 after. And the Cougars will have a new starting five tonight. One change, Fusine Traore is not going to be available tonight dealing with a lower body injury, so he will miss tonight's game against Western Oregon. So your starting five for tonight, Dallin Hall, Jackson Robinson, Gideon George, Noah Waterman, and getting his first start of the season tonight is Atiki Ali Atiki. So Atiki will get the start in place of the injured Fusine Traore. It's time to head over to the Marriott Center site of tonight's matchup between the Wolves and Cougars. And we're joined now by Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How was your evening? Monsieur Shepard, I'm doing great, man. Good, Good to talk to you as always. Always good to talk with you. Uh, we will get to the change in the starting lineup in just a minute. I want to know what you learned about BYU in that win over Creighton. Well, I mean, I love the way just they played in general. I mean, I look at certain stats. One is I think the most telling is offensive rebounds. That tells me, if a team dominates on the boards, that tells me a team came to play. They, offensive rebounds don't just fall in your lap. Well, maybe sometimes they do. Rarely <laughs> do they just fall into your lap. 
you have to work to get offensive rebounds, and BYU just dominated that, dominated the second-chance points. That's a good barometer, barometer to me of a team that really wanted to win and was going to do whatever it took, notwithstanding you're missing threes. You're going to find a way to win that game. And I think you said a lot after the, the couple games prior that yeah, that can go a lot of ways, man. If you lose it at home to UVU, you lose to South Dakota. I mean, that could go a lot of ways, and a lot of them are bad. And for BYU to come out against a really good team like Creighton, play that hard, give themselves a little cushion at the end when they needed it, and then find a way to win that game at the end. I mean, that says a lot about, I think, the, the character and the makeup of this team. Now, what you want to do is build on that and, and have some consistency of effort. You know, every game have that kind of effort. Every game have that kind of urgency. Uh, and that's it, hard to do. I mean, it's hard to motivate guys like that, but I think this team is learning the kind of effort it takes to win basketball games at this level, and, and I hope to see some real improvement from that game. Did we see a blueprint for success with BYU being so aggressive, driving to the rim against Creighton? Because, you know, I referenced it in the last segment specifically with Rudy Williams. He was brilliant doing that all night long. But you started to see much more of it from Richie Saunders. I thought that was the best game we've seen of Richie Saunders. He played an extremely good game. Um, as, the, as that game progressed, the perimeter shot started to decrease, and guys really forced the defense to make a play. I, I think I – think, I'd like. I'd love to see more of that with this BYU offense. I think we need to see more of it, Jason, because I think at this point we kind of we know what the three-point shooting is going to be like for BYU. They're going to have hot nights, but I mean it's going to be low thirty percent probably, and there may be games where they're in the twenties. It's just not going to be a real strength of this team, so you can't be jacking up. 25 or 30 when you're shooting those kind of percentages and it just doesn't make sense the numbers don't work out so I think this team needs to be more aggressive off the dribble and I think they've got guys to do it whether it's Rudy or you know I thought Richie was just fantastic that was that was a light bulb moment because he hasn't really shown that so far but he showed I mean he's a strong kid he's got good length he's got a good first step off the dribble and he makes good decisions at the rim I didn't know really. I mean, I'd hoped he had it in him, but he was a little bit one-dimensional. Kind of, he was just kind of a hard worker and shoot the threes. That was his story up until that game. But now he's clearly shown that he has some ability to take it off the dribble and get to the hoop and score it. Gideon George, I think, needs to continue to do that and be better at it. Uh, he's, I mean, you've got some real athleticism on the wing, Trey Stewart. Uh, that can be a real strength for you. And when you're able to get off the dribble and get in the paint, even if you don't score, like Dallin on the on the last play, yeah. I mean, if you get in the paint, that causes problems for the defense. So you might even miss the shot, but then there's no one to block out a tiki or foos, so you can get your own rebound. I mean, it, it's just a smart way to play, especially given the, the fact that BYU is, may, may not be uh, an elite three-point shooting team. They're not terrible, but... It's just not something you're going to win games with, so you need to find other areas where you can really excel, and I, I think that's a, a kind of an untapped spot for BYU, and it showed uh, when they when they do it well, it shows that they can play with and beat really good teams. Let's get to the uh, the news that we talked about that, uh, that Greg tweeted out a little while ago. Uh, it's a new starting lineup, Atiki Ali Atiki getting the start for the injured Fusene Traore. Uh, maybe just your thoughts. I, I'm, I'm not sure that... Um, I don't know if we, obviously we don't know if it's just for tonight. Obviously, you kind of look to Saturday and wonder what his availability will be for that game. But for t- for tonight, we at least know he's not going to go. What do you make of having uh, Atiki in the starting five tonight? 
Yeah, so from what I understand, it's a lower body injury. You know, Foose has struggled with with it over these past few months. I think he kind of, you know, tweaked it a little bit. I think the hope is you rest him tonight, get him back for the weekend. That's not a given, but I think that's the hope. And obviously that Saturday game is a big game, and this is a game that BYU should be able to take care of business, knock on wood. So you, you want to give him the rest he needs. And whether it's Foose or... Trevin or, or Spencer, you just eagerly await the return of those guys because they bring a lot to the table. Foose particularly, you know, he's a, he's a force inside, and we talk about scoring in the paint. He's a guy that can score for you and get a bucket for you when you need it. And uh, so it's important that, that Foose play. And he's also get, he was getting better. You know, he's starting to be yeah. more consistent and feeling confident with the shot. So I hope he's not out for too long and kind of doesn't break up that uh, mojo that he was building uh, in the paint because he's been very good lately and so we'll see how it goes but uh, no foos tonight and this will be a great chance for Atiki I mean Atiki made some good steps earlier and I think he's kind of been a little stagnant he had a really nice overall game against Creighton but I think the more minutes Atiki gets on the floor to get more comfortable uh, the better because I think you know, he's just uh, oh, an ocean of un- untapped yeah. talent. I mean, he's just so so athletic and so good, just needs time on the floor. So I think it'll be good for him. Well, and right now, Atiki's averaging almost 14 minutes. He's about 13.6 is what the what the stat sheet says. But he's averaging three points, three rebounds. And, you know, and a guy his with his abilities, you know, like you said, kind of untapped, I, I, I like – I'm excited to see what he can do with these minutes tonight because this is a guy, if you've ever seen him, you know, we, we still we still use the word raw with him. It, you know, you say, oh, well, he's been here for a couple years. But you got to remember, he didn't start playing basketball until just a couple years ago. So you can be in this in at BYU for two years and still be raw because you, you weren't playing basketball your entire life. I'm excited to see what he can do tonight. Yeah, he's critical uh, for BYU because he brings – real size and strength i mean you're going to face teams like utah for instance carlson i mean you, you need a body like atiki to go go challenge him inside and, and so he's super important he's he's already a really good defender great shot blocker has good sense of timing on the, on the shot block um, what i liked the other night was the opportunities i mean for him if he if his foot is touching the restricted area, he needs to dunk the basketball. Just go up and dunk it. You can he can do it. And he had a great lob where he dunked it. And another play where a defender was coming. And, and a lot of times he'll try and lay it in, but th- this time he just went to dunk it and drew a foul. And, and that's the kind of attitude he has. Not not be a layup guy. Well, not when you're six eleven and and have his ability. You're not a layup guy. You go dunk it. And uh, I I think he's starting to realize that and understand what he can do when he's on the floor. Let's focus on... uh, Jason, I was a layup guy. I was not a dunk it guy. I was a layup guy. (laughs) I'm a dunk guy. I I, I think that's pretty obvious. (laughs) Oh, you are. I I think that's an obvious statement. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's focus on Western Oregon. Um, Look, this is a team BYU should beat. Uh, This is a team that just lost to Cal Poly Humboldt, uh, which I had to look up to see exactly where they were. Um, so they've lost two in a row. It's Division II school. Even without Foose, this is one of those games BYU needs to go out and take care of business. Yeah. <laughs> they came in here a couple years ago, and I think we're up, to, uh, up 11 to nothing, and BYU ran away from them. But you don't, you don't take anyone for granted, and it's, it's really not about Western Oregon. It's about getting better for BYU, running your stuff, uh, getting guys minutes, um, getting confidence, you know, knocking down shots. 
it's just about getting better as a team. So it's it's like a, a, a scrimmage against new guys, but uh, it's so an opportunity to, to run your stuff and you know just just feel better about yourselves as a team. You you have these games, Jason, just not as a rest, but just kind of a, a respite mentally for yourselves, where you can just go and play and have some fun and, and do your thing. When you're in the midst of you know these tough games, game after game, it's just a little break mentally for you, especially you know during finals week. So it, it, this will be just a good game for BYU to continue to hone their, hone their skills, get some confidence, and get better. Well, and look, this is the classic definition of a trap game. You've got Utah. You've got a, a really good 9-2 Utah team coming in to the Marriott Center on Saturday afternoon. It's the rivalry game. And, yeah, this is one of those games you need to take care of business, worry about the task at hand tonight, and not look ahead to Saturday. Well, if you take anybody for granted in your BYU, I mean, you must have been sleeping the last month because <laughs> they've had some some really poor performances and gotten beat by teams that I don't think they should have got beat by. And so that, that hopefully will serve as momentum to not take anyone for granted. Be smart. You know, work hard. You don't want to – you don't want to lose what you learned against Creighton that that you have to work hard to be successful. You continue that. And if it means, hey, let's win by 40. Let's win by 50. Give yourself a goal so you don't just go out there and go through the motions. Speaking of things that, uh, that I don't take for granted, it's my conversations with you, and I enjoy them each and every game. Thank you, Mark. Bless your soul, my friend. Have a nice night. And uh, you and I, man, Saturday. Greg's you and me. D- ditching us, man. We're going to call a victory. That's right. Greg's uh, Greg's heading out to Albuquerque for the bowl game. He'll be on the call with Riley and Mitch. And uh, you and I get the basketball game on Saturday. So let's make it a fun Saturday. After we get the basketball win tonight. How about that? Yeah. First things first. That's right. All right, Mark. Great stuff, man. Thank you. See you. All right. That's the great Mark Durant. Go to BigOtires.com and Make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Back with one final segment of Cougar Pregame live next on the new skin, BYU Sports. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame live. Here's Jason Shepard. Last segment of Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Weber State, the only other local team in action tonight. They don't tip off until 8 o'clock on the road at Cal Poly. So we'll update you on that game later on this evening. Or excuse me, not the only team. Uh, Westminster at Utah State tonight. That game tipping off at 7 o'clock, so we'll give you that score coming up in about 30 minutes or so once that game tips off in Logan. Uh, Also, we've got only one top 25 game, very light in the college basketball scores tonight. They've reached halftime, and number 22, Wisconsin, trailing at home to Lehigh. Lehigh has a one-point lead, 32-31. The Utah Jazz hosting the Pelicans tonight, the second game in a row against Zion Williamson and the Pels. That game starts at 7, so we'll follow that tonight. And the NFL game, the Thursday night game, First quarter action, Seahawks and San Francisco. They are scoreless with 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. All right, coming up next, out to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougs interrupt finals week with a passable test. The Division II Wolves of Western Oregon are in town as BYU tips off a four-game holiday homestand. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. I'm sitting alongside my color commentary colleague since 1997, the former Cougar hoopster, Mr. Mark Durant. Uh, Mark, there's no doubt uh, that BYU caught Creighton at the right time for the Cougars, and despite the fact the Cougars nearly gave that game away at the end, they did They did not. So what happened Saturday can be viewed lots of different ways, but for this team at this time, it was a win that BYU really needed in the worst way. Now the Cougs come home, and even without Fuseni Traore, we'll talk about that, have a chance to kind of steady the ship a little bit before conference play gets underway two weeks from today. Boy, that was really the cure that w- what ailed BYU. I mean, they were struggling. They were getting pelted. They were getting buffeted by the storms of college basketball, and it was a dark place for BYU. What a great opportunity that was to go on a neutral court playing against a really, really good team. And, yeah, they didn't have their big guy in there, but I tell you what, BYU didn't have two starters, Trevor Nell and Spencer Johnson. I mean, that's the way it, it goes for you, and they don't have foos tonight. You've got to find a way to win. It's not like they had a bunch of scrubs after that. And BYU, not only did they win that game, they completely dominated that game. And you can talk about the last few minutes. That was pretty bad. But they had dominated the game before that, dominated the offensive boards, dominated the paint. You saw good performances out of Rudy Williams. You saw great performance out of Richie Saunders and down the list. So that was a huge game for a team that was reeling, Greg. They were reeling. And now you got a chance to get a win here. Big game Saturday. Uh, you know, get some momentum, get some positive momentum going into conference play. That that was just what this team needed. From Mark Durant to Mark Pope, the Cougars head coach is coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Division II foe Western Oregon coming up top of the hour. Fourth all-time meeting between these teams. BYU leads the series 3-zip. The last get-together came almost 14 years ago here at the Marriott Center. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about getting his guys back together at the tail end of finals week for a game the coach says is way more than fine-tuning for a big game Saturday versus Utah. Yeah, 0% of it is fine-tuning. Like, every game for us is a challenge, and and um, so this is a really important game for us. we got to... You know, we got to keep finding ways to get better, and we got to, um, you know, the, every second we have um, with with jerseys on under the lights is so valuable for this team because we have so much growing we need to do. We just have to get so much better. So uh, this is a really important night for us. Lineups are in flux, but where are you seeing maybe some incremental improvement that you would need to see right now? Yeah, so, uh, you know, two things walking away from Creighton that we're super pleased about. We're really, really pleased with our intensity and, and um, attention to detail. 
and our urgency in the half court defense I thought was spectacular and, and right now um, you know we're, we're just living on the offensive glass it's been so huge for us you know we're a top 40 team both offensively and defensively in terms of rebounding percentage but the offensive glass has been so crucial for us just because um, it's, it's given us extra possessions we desperately need right now as we kind of find ourselves offensively and that's going to be an ongoing process but it's been really important for us. Where do you expect Western Oregon to challenge you tonight? Well, uh, in their last outing, they, they just really pushed the ball. Um, 92. Yeah, and, and they were really racing down the floor in transition. And, and um, you know, that's an era we were not great against Creighton. We kind of got to the point now where, you know, based off of our offensive rebounding scheme, um, we, we found some real urgency in getting everybody below the line of the ball. We did, did that really successfully against Creighton, but our urgency to match up and, and kind of establish our defense, that was the space where we really struggled uh, against Creighton in transition. And so hopefully we can put some more of those puzzle pieces together and be more consistent in transition defense. It was late in the Creighton game that I saw Foose leave the floor a little dinged. Uh, what's his status for tonight and this week? Yeah, Foose is out for tonight, and he's, he's a kind of a game-to-game, and, and um, you know we'll see, how, we'll see how that goes. It's um, You know, we got a lot of guys guys that are you know out right now that are trying to nurse injuries and and um you know optimistically i would hope they would all be back tonight but they're not and so um you know it's part of the game and it's a part we have to deal with and so we got to find a way to come out and, and put a good product on the floor tonight and on saturday and next tuesday and and um that's what that's what we get to do in college basketball it's actually exciting it's um you know it's exciting to play when you're when you're down guys um because it gives you a chance to be really creative and so we're excited to do that for the next little while. Spence and uh, Trevin. Um, Both those guys are coming along. They're both a little ways away. Um, You know, um, you know, so... um, You know, we we start league here at the end of the month. Um... And and if there was a way we could have one of those guys back, but we just don't know. It's it's um, you know they're both nursing really significant injuries, and you know we, at this point all three of them are. So we'll just we'll just do the best we can and be as hopeful as we can. So without Foos tonight, uh, same lineup, but except for Atiki, he steps in. Yeah, and Atiki is um, in a, he's in a good place. He's he's been working so hard. He brings so much joy to our team, and um, you know he's going to get some more opportunity now, and and uh, he's ready for it, and he's going to grow really really fast. It's one of the beautiful things about young guys is um, they, they all have these moments. You know, you, when, you, when you're young, every single moment is a new moment. And so, um, you know, this is going to be really fun for him. Okay, Coach, thanks for your preview. We'll talk to you post game. Good luck. Thanks, you. Appreciate you. All right, that's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU and WOU? Yeah, so I want to see BYU not just shoot threes because they're available tonight, uh, and they probably will be. I want to see them continue to attack the basket. Almost think about Utah on this. You're not looking ahead, but you think about Utah because you're not going to get a lot of open threes against Utah. Utah. You're going to have to attack the basket and score through him. So I want to see that continue from the Creighton game. Just don't jack up a bunch of threes because you can tonight. Second thing is, you know, I want to see BYU just continue to, to guard the three on, on the other end. Early on, that Creighton game struggled a little bit, but then they seemed to find something and really defended the three well. So I'm hoping to see continued improvement along those lines. Thank you, Mark. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show next, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are coming your way live from the Marriott Center courtside, where tonight BYU back on the home hardwoods for the first game in all, first time in, uh, well, first time since last week. They had UBU here, and then uh, off to Creighton it was. Uh, BYU and Creighton was a wild one. Cougars won that one at the very, very end. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Studio host is Jason Shepard. Control board operators Logan Gardner and Seth Larson. Terry South is our coordinating producer. And you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, uh, Mark, uh, BYU head coach Mark Pope took a calculated risk last week when he took a final year, fifth year senior in Rudy Williams and put him on the bench uh, to begin the game, replacing the veteran point guard with a rookie at the position in Dallin Hall. It's been only two games, but uh, hard to argue with the results so far. Rudy's responded really well to his new assignment and almost single-handedly won the Creighton game, while Dallin Hall actually did win the Creighton game with a clutch put back in the closing seconds. Yeah, the more I learn and get to know Rudy, I just I just love the kid. I mean, that could have gone a lot of ways when you take it out of the starting lineup, but he seems to really be invested in the team and, and making the team better. And I think coming in off the bench gives him a little freedom because he knows I'm the, I'm the guy when I go in there. I'm, I'm the offensive guy. i got to make some things happen, and it kind of changes his mindset. He's getting more consistent, taking care of the basketball better. I think he's finally really hitting his stride and he's playing great basketball. Dallin, you know, Dallin uh, is just a great basketball player. He, he just is, understands the game. He, sometimes I call it, you have a case of the missions, right? When I came off my mission, I, I did some really weird things and some things that, like, I can't believe I just did that. Because you're just not used to playing as much. And he'll, he'll kind of get over the missions a little bit. Sometimes he makes some really strange mistakes. But you cannot deny just his ability to, and his drive and seizing the moment and, and just wanting to play. He's, he's a tough kid, man. I love him. All right, that's Mark Durant coming up after the break. We'll hear from Western Oregon head coach Wes Pfeiffer as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside to rejoin Greg Rubel. Back on the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, getting you set for BYU and Western Oregon. It's BYU's second and final non-Division One game of the season. The first such game was a 30-point win over Westminster just over two weeks ago in Salt Lake City, a game in which BYU hit a new school record, 19 three-point field goals. The Wolves coming in off back-to-back setbacks. They scored 92 in a loss on Tuesday night in the game before. Their opponents scored only 62 but beat WOU a short time ago. I chatted with Western Oregon fourth-year head coach Wes Pfeiffer about what he hopes to see from his guys as they step up in class tonight at the Marriott Center. 
Yeah, I want to see us compete at a high level. You know, for us being this venue with this crowd and a great team that Coach Pope has, I want to see us compete at a really high level. I want to make sure that we try to get to every 50-50 ball we can and really battle in the paint. You know, I think this would be a great precursor for us going forward in our league, how we battle in the paint today against these guys. How'd this game come together? Me and Nick Roberts are great friends. Going back to our time in the Big Sky when he was the head coach at Southern Utah and I was the assistant and associate in Northern Arizona. Great deal of respect for Nick. Heck of a coach and we got close throughout that time. You know, those a lot of late nights on the phone talking about how we can get better as a unit. And um, from that, we sat together in Dallas recruiting and I thought we might be able to make it happen. So we're grateful for Coach Pope and for Nick. Cool. Uh, have, you had any, have you had any exposure to the Marriott Center before? Only on film, watching you guys play in the WCC. So I hadn't seen it renovated. Obviously, one of the best uh, venues on the West Coast. But renovated, uh, all our guys came in and looked straight up. Um, beautiful to be here. And uh, we're excited about it. Okay, what do you make of the challenge that BYU poses tonight? Uh, there are a lot of them. Uh, they got really good guards that are really explosive and Rudy. And in the freshman hall, very good, very good players. Uh, they got a lot of space in the transition with their shooters. And then they're, they're always a team that has force on the inside. And they have that right now with two young guys that I think are developing game by game and getting better every single time they get opportunity to play. Uh, so for us to try to have a chance to match their physicality, find shooters in transition, and try to contain the ball and keep the ball to paint as much as we can will probably be our keys. Your team has four starters in double figures, and then you have a facilitating point guard in Keon Myers coming off 13 helpers in his last game. Yeah. Um, I think the strength of our team is our team. I don't think you can key on one guy too many, too many minutes or too much. And I think they do a good job of sharing the ball with each other. And they complement each other very well. You know, we have Cameron Cranston, who is our preseason player of the year. Mm-hmm. He brings us, him and your son Clay bring us a lot of shooting. And then on the inside, you have John and Cameron Benzel, which brings us a little bit of force inside at our level. And I think Q is the third as far as a drink for all those guys as far as getting us in the offense, getting the ball where it needs to be, delivering the ball to those guys on time and on target, which is huge. Okay. You mentioned off the very start some things you want to see from your guys. Are there any, whether it's a W or an L tonight, are you looking for certain categories or numbers you think you can either win or you want to see something on the box score by the end of the night? We always talk about points in the paint in a rebounding battle against anybody we play. We played Arizona as well, and we talk about that. Every four-minute timeout, we call that a war. So that's something we'll be discussing every war. It'll be where we're at with a rebounding war, how many offensive rebounds do they have versus us. Okay. So those are the two things that we really kind of keep focus on. But I want to see us, over the course of this 40 minutes, get better every single war. Uh, I want I don't want us to be stagnant anymore. I want to see us get better and improve throughout the course of the game. It's not for us about the win and the loss. It's about competing at the highest level and make sure we're getting better because just like these guys, you want to make sure you're peaking and hitting the right stride as you go into your league play. Perfect. How are you and the guys enjoying all the snowfall here in town? See, uh, I think they woke up a little bit surprised this morning. <laughs> I was in Flagstaff for six years and I went you to Penn State, <laughs> so I was not surprised by that little white stuff on the ground. The guys got a kick out of it and these things are always great to see the guys. We have a great venue, a great chance to compete, and we get some snow on the ground so they get a chance to laugh as we come in to shoot around so everything's been first class and we're grateful for everybody having us all right coach piper great visiting with you thank you for spending the time and safe travels happy holidays thank you very much i appreciate it welcome back to the cougar tip-off show let's rejoin gripe rebel it's like coming up, it's BYU and Western Oregon in game one of a four-game homestand. It's Mark Pope's 19th game against non-Division I opponents, counting his days at UVU. He's 18-0 and 
in the lower division games and will almost certainly be 19-0 by the end of this night. A win would be his 75th as BYU's head coach, and it would come in his 106th game as the Cougs bench boss. Only Dave Rose got to 75 wins faster. And while the pace of wins might slow somewhat in the Big 12, tougher schedule and all, Coach Pope's numbers, Mark, to this point, speak successfully for themselves. I love Coach Pope. I think he's done a great job and is the coach of the future for BYU and will do some great things even in the Big 12. And I'm excited that he's here. I know BYU fans, I mean, I love the fact that BYU fans are never happy and never satisfied and want to win every game and want to win championships. I get all that. I love it. That's what makes BYU special. I think he's the guy that can do that for BYU. But, you know, it's a process and he's getting better and hopefully BYU will get better and and have great success moving forward. A final word before tip-off is coming your way next. This is... The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. such a wonderful rendition of our national anthem. Listen, Provo High always brings it, man. <laughs> always. The Great Provo, job. Great the job. Provo High Choir. The Mighty our, Bulldogs. In our national anthem. All right, uh, before we break, uh, before tip-off, Mark, uh, Coach Pope kind of alluded to this, offensive efficiency, uh, defensive efficiency. The shooting numbers right now for BYU, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free-throw percentage, they're all Pope arrow lows right now. The season isn't over, but they, they've all got to come up. They do need to come up, but at this point, you got to start saying they might not come up really significantly. So what are some different things we can do? Drive to the hoop like we saw, uh, you know, Richie and Gideon and, and Rudy. Um, be more of an attack-oriented offense. Get those offensive boards. Do other things. Tip-off of BYU and Western Oregon next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.